We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Uh, let the plane go over. <laughs> Fucking weed whackers, <laughs> planes going over. I'm talking to a shadow. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 472, brought to you today by Thera One CBD, an NFL Sunday ticket. Scott, it had been like, what was it, five, six days without Yankees baseball. We got double dip on Wednesday. I kind of wish those games didn't happen. I don't know about you. (laughs) 
Yeah, they were ugly games. I. It's funny because we were uh, not. We didn't have baseball for a while, and then I totally forgot. Just because I'm, you know, watching a game that, you know, these are seven inning games. By the way, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 we got a couple more innings. Oh no, we don't. Son they of were a bitch. quick seven inning games. They too. were fast. And the second game was like two hours. The um, yeah. So no, they were they were bad. They were not good. They were not good games. Not 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 great start to come flat. back to baseball. Yeah, Yankees were flat. The I don't know if you want to blame it on shit. the. Yeah, I don't know if you want to blame it on the injuries. If you want to blame it on the long layoff, I don't know what you want to blame it on. We'll talk about all the different people that are being blamed uh, for the Yankees right now. But before we get to the the Yankees stuff, you know, I think we should acknowledge that. Some baseball teams boycotted last night because of Jacob Blake and the NBA boycotted their playoff games. The Yankees played. I don't know how much discussion really happened in their clubhouse about if if they were going to play or not, but they decided to play. It's difficult because you and I have talked in the past about we're a baseball podcast. We want to really try and focus on baseball, but sometimes you can't ignore what's going on in the rest of the world, just like the players in Major League Baseball can't ignore what's going on in the rest of the world. So really just acknowledging that there there is protests or are boycotts going on right now. And if the Yankees do choose to boycott some games, if the Yankees and Mets choose to boycott some games this weekend, you know, we'll talk about it more in depth. But that's sort of where we are with the situation right now. Yeah, NBA made a stand last night and uh, two of the teams, I don't know, there's, there's so much mixed information coming out, said that they weren't, uh, that the Lakers were protesting the rest of the or boycotting the rest of the season. Um, you know, I don't know if that's. That, I don't yeah, know, I don't know if I don't know if that's actually real or if that was just something. Yeah. There's just you know, this is too new. We're we're recording in the morning. This all happened last night. Some of it happened when we were sleeping, but um, yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's real. It's happening. There there are there are things happening in the world, and uh, the players are are not playing not playing their sport. Um, in protest because of, of of what's happening. So, yeah, it's affecting uh, it's affecting sports. It's effect- it's probably going to affect the Yankees in some capacity. I, I would I would uh, I would expect really a unified front from MLB players once once they're able to sit down and plan something out. That's just my expectation. But who knows who knows what will happen? The world is a crazy place right now. It really is. So, um, well, it's crazy. They've got an insane amount of games coming up. Yeah, with, I the, know. with the doubleheaders and no off days. So the next, well, starting yesterday with the two in Atlanta, they're playing 13 games in 10 days. They play 36 games in 34 days for the rest of the season, and they only have one off day. They're off today as we're talking on Thursday. They have one more off day in the middle of September, and that's it. This For a for team a that's team, really healthy, for a very <laughs> healthy team. And for a team that even when they do get healthy, they immediately probably going to go back on the IL, Aaron Judge hurts his calf muscle again tightens up tightens up tightens up even though he was 100 percent six days ago could have played could have played last monday but no that that i think is the biggest story out of wednesday yeah the yankees lost two games yeah garrett cole didn't pitch well yeah maybe aaron boone should have or should not have left tanaka in but aaron judge comes back plays six innings on grass and has to go back on the il it's not official yet but i expect him to go back on the il i don't know about you oh fully expect that to happen if if it's uh, you know the fact that that Boone the way that Boone talks about it at the uh, in post game he's like yeah Aaron Judge's calf tightened up on the way to second base and it was enough for us to pull him enough so that that means like literally anything is going to be enough to pull this guy it, it's it's such a it's such a 
you know, bubble wrap situation. I, you know, I don't even know what to say well, about what's it. What's wrong with the calf, though? Because that's my question. My question is, if he truly was 100%, they did MRIs, they did all tests on him, he was running and sprinting in the outfield to get ready for the game, there's clearly something wrong with his calf still if he's just running to second base and it gets hurt again, if it, if it tightens up again. Is it just a cramp? Is he not drinking his Gatorade? Does yeah, he need, I don't does know. He need... Eat a banana. Yeah, I don't know what's... I don't know. I, it's hard to It's hard to play doctor when I'm not looking at the... At the uh, at the actual results of what's happening. I have no idea. I don't, the, the calf muscle, you know, tightening up. Yeah, it, it leads me to believe that there's some kind of like s- still a strain in there that's not fully healed or um, he's 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 reacting to things in different ways. It's not like, you know, the, the original, the original reason they were talking about this because it happened um, because of the turf and like there could be some kind of a, a stress, like a shin splint shin splints can affect both sides of the leg i've had them affect both sides of the leg like those take forever to go away so yeah. i don't know it could be something like that where it looks clean in a, in a picture and it looks clean in an mri yet there's still a stress on the bone which is causing you know i don't know i'm totally speculating here and making shit up but you seem like you know more than the yankees doctors honestly and you don't know anything th- thank you thank you appreciate that <laughs> is it is it uh so I, I heard JJ and Nick on their podcast talking about do the Yankees just have a toughness problem? I mean, it's it's a fair question, I think. It is a fair question. And it's also fair to say, are they even allowing them to to have any say in the way that you know the toughness is exuded on the field? Like, is there if are are they looking for any little hitch at all? And then because of that, they are pulling a guy? Or is is Judge going Hey, it tightened up. Just so you know, it tightened up. Well, is that something that he does not need to divulge? I, I I know we want our players to be truthful with the coaches so they can prevent longer term issues. But are there certain things like if Aaron Judge said six days ago, I'm 100 percent, I could have played maybe just fight through the calf tightness? Well, that's the thing. I guess that's the. That's the double-edged sword. You want your guy to play through something. It doesn't seem like it's much. It's a calf, it's calf tightness. Or do you want your guy to, you know, say everything and tell 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 well, the trainers about every single little thing? Because especially knowing that they're going to pull you back. They're going to hold mm-hmm. you back. So here's my thing. If Aaron Judge wants to divulge the information that his calf tightened up on him, and he's pulled out of the game, and then he's just going to let the trainers do what they do with him, whether if he if he needs to put on the IL, fine. Then shut your mouth. Don't go to the media three days later when you get put on the IL and say you're 100%. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, I, I could have fought through this. I could have been 100% three days later. I shouldn't have been on the IL. And then the minute something doesn't feel right in a game, tell the trainers. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I do understand what you're saying. It's just a matter of... Uh, of- you know what that process is, I guess, and what they're telling him, and, and how he's supposed to be. You know, if they if 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 there's a direct question asked, hey, Aaron, did did it did the um, calf feel right going into second base? What and it and it did tighten up. Let's just say it did, right? Is he supposed to say no? If, yeah, it feels good. Well, feels, do you think? Fine. Do you think the trainers asked him that, or do you think he went to the trainers? I think it's total speculation. I have no idea. I I, I, I guarantee just, they're watching him like a hawk. But I know, but like, how do you even notice that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I can imagine Aaron. Bo- I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Aaron you can, you can see <laughs> when you're pulling up. Like, there are definitely there are definitely very telling signs when when you're not 
you know, moving your leg in, in the same way that you normally do, even if it's slight, you could tell, you could see little things like that. So it's not, I don't think those are very hard to spot. It's just a matter of being able to play through them. And I just don't think at this point right now, and they're, 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 the Yankees are clearly, they're making this very abundantly clear that they're not willing to, to try to play through those. They're just not willing for it to do You know it. when you're just so fed up with something and you see it happen, you kind of just like, ignore it you're just like i'm gonna pretend that didn't just happen because my brain can't comprehend and can't deal with it right now that's how i imagine aaron boone like if he saw aaron judge limping to second base he's just like nope didn't see that happening i'm just gonna focus on what's going on over there on the field and not worry about aaron judge possibly re-injuring his calf yeah i mean everybody's all all mad and butthurt about boone not spilling like the exact truth and nothing but the truth but maybe maybe the and by the way i feel like i'm talking to somebody who's in witness protection right now i feel like <laughs> i feel like your voice you want me to get closer to the camera your, your so voice, I'm not, a, not a silhouette your voice should be uh, adjusted uh Talk, so nobody can recognize like you. this yeah the uh but you know maybe he's just talking him trying to talk himself into things at this point you know maybe boone is just trying to uh, manifest his players to be healthy. <laughs> He's a California guy. It's a it's a real problem with Judge. It, it's such a big problem, and I I you know even if this is another just ten day thing and he's going to be reactivated off the IL in ten days, I, it, this is how do you have how do you have your best player this injury prone? That's a third of the season right there. Just just those, these two little weird DL stints if it's two. Uh, let's not forget that the dude had a rib injury that would have kept him out into July to start the season. Like, he he would if this was a normal baseball season, he would have played 20 out of 110 games so far. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not a normal baseball season, and that's that's okay, part but, of that's part of the uh, the narrative here. And the fa- but it's still a third. It doesn't matter. Twenty games is still a third of the season. So, like either way, it's it's you go by percentages, and we're talking about pretty pretty close to the same thing. Well, what do you do? I know you don't, you don't do anything. You, don't. you just but you like you, you, how? you deal with the situation, and then you and then you understand what it is, and you identify it, and you you try to. Um, when it when you have to make a decision based on a player, you look at all of the facts and what has happened and what the history looks like and what the impact is when he's on the field, and then you make a decision. That's it. Like there's there's nothing else to go off of. When when he when he is up for a contract, they will put all of this into play. All of this will be considered. It will all be considered, and it's not getting better. So it's not really playing in his favor. Obviously, that being said, there's nothing to do besides. Try to get the guy healthy and try to get him on the field because we do know when he's on the field, he's productive. Very productive. I know. It's just such a frustrating thing to when you think you're getting him back on the field, he doesn't stay on the field. Well, what are you gonna And do? people were complaining yesterday that he wasn't DHing in the first game. <laughs> are you kidding me? The the guy couldn't play six innings, never mind fourteen innings. They're not gonna make that they're not gonna make that mistake again. But it doesn't matter how much they coddle or how much they baby this guy. It does it does not seem to matter whether you whether you play it safe with Judge or you just put him out there every day and let him go. It's almost like you've got uh you've got like a souped up race car and it's gonna go really fast and it's gonna be really awesome but then it's going to break down. So why even try and manage it? Just let it go 150 miles an hour for three miles and get 
get that awesome feeling out of those three miles. They did. They and already did with, that. They did nine home ramifications. runs. He hit, he, they did that, and he had nine home runs. Right. So what I'm saying is, you, you, why baby him? Why try and protect him? They're, they're, because they know. Maybe. Because they know when he's healthy, he's he's that much of an impact player. And and the whole point of this is they're trying, they're attempting to have him healthy, even though there's nothing to guarantee any of it. They're just trying to put themselves in the best situation so that Aaron Judge is there come playoff time. That's what's happening. Like that's the, the, everybody. Everybody should understand that. Get your expectations so, in line. If anything, so you know, uh, don't let me, bring them back a, until the last. Let me week put of a September. PSA out here because because this is starting to piss me off about everybody like being all up in arms about it. Okay, yes, he's going to get hurt. We know that he's going to get hurt. There's a very high potential that he's he's going to get hurt. And even if he's not hurt, they may not play him because of the threat of being hurt. So let's <laughs> so let's just get this straight. Well, let's just get you might it all well out. Call that an injury too. Let's just get it all out and just say that all they're doing right now is trying to manage his injuries to get him to a point where he can play in the playoffs and then they can capture uh, Aaron Judge for a small amount of time. And there's some asshole outside with a freaking weed whacker. I don't know if you can hear this. Uh, very faintly. Right in my right in my grill. Is he your neighbor? It's it's a guy across the street, but he's going yeah yeah yeah. It's not even consistent. It's just like he's like trigger happy. That's not what you need after. It's not what I need right now. Injury. It's pissing me off. It's that's pissing me off too. Just so you know. <laughs> the uh, where do you stand on the trade judge movement started by JJ? Which I believe he's just trolling Yankees Twitter, but at the same time, is he? He's completely trolling Yankees Twitter at this point. The the, the um. Like even if you even if you were to trade Aaron Judge, why would you possibly trade him now? Well, you're not going to get value. You're not going to get the, right, the so value the point? that you would need for he's him not, because what, what's the point in trading him when he's due a contract? It's not well, like he's locked up. But if you're another team, yeah, why would you? Why would you sell or why would you give up? You wouldn't. That's the point. The, That's the why it doesn't even necessary. You would for such. A risk you wouldn't, and there's you no wouldn't. contract. There's no there's no security there. So no, and you're gonna be you're not gonna you're not gonna want to give him a long term deal. I mean, the, if the Yankees are hesitant about giving him a long term deal, why would another team give him a long term? Right. That's like, why he it, has it doesn't he has even more value to the Yankees franchise long term than he does any other franchise just for marketing. For sure. The so, only the only um, there's there's really nothing to even discuss about his trade that the, what what JJ's talking about here because the timing is the worst nobody would do it he's not locked up there are no prospects involved it's just it makes zero sense for for all parties yeah the only way judge becomes the only way his injuries are no longer uh, would no longer scare off a team is if he was locked up to a long-term cheap deal. Because then you say, okay, well, he's only costing us $13 million a year. And we know if he plays 110 games, we're going to get a, a, a lot of bang for our buck for that $13 million. But there's, you're not going to There's no value. Well, there's no, that's not true. There is value if he's on the field. There's no, there's no um, definitive value when you're looking at the risk. There's a lot of risk, but the upside is while on the field very high so it it's it's not i guess it's marginal upside because it depends on when he's on the field but the production is there when he is on the field so there's no knock on him as a player when healthy it's just a, it's a it's a um it's a scarcity problem <laughs> yeah and the argument that i see a lot of people making on twitter 
is well, Aaron Judge can play 125 games, and he'll he'll provide more WAR value to a team than than a lot of players get in 155 games. And you know what? Right now, that has been true the last couple of years, but that's not going to be true when he's 33 years old. No, that's that's absolutely the case. That's it's going to go. It's going to get worse as he's getting older. So yeah, I, I feel bad for Judge to a point where. I, it's not like I don't think he wants to be on the field. It's not. No, it's not I, a desire not thing. Saying. It's, it's not, not a. It's not a. To me, I don't think this is an Aaron Judge issue. I think it's a frustration problem um, on on his end as well. But it's a reality that as this player is getting older, there's a very very solid chance that he is going to get uh, these these injuries will drag on longer. They will happen more frequently, and the production will certainly go down because of age and just quickness and you know, physicality and all of the things that go along with hitting a baseball, you know, 450 feet. It just sucks that speaking of 450 feet, Okuno's <laughs> home run was 470 feet. Four and just said longest home run at the, the new brave Might stadium. Have been 475. I think Ozuna was 470. They were yeah. both 470 plus just absolute mass jobs, mass jobs off Cole. You know, he was kind of due for one of these starts because it kind of seemed like he, you know, he had a 2.75 ERA going into Wednesday's, Wednesday's start, but his FIP was 3.8, his expected FIP was 3.47, and his uh, Sierra, that's a new stat for you, Scott, was 3.12. Those are all still good numbers, but higher than his 2.75 ERA. So he was kind of due for a start that was not great based on how he had been pitching so far. It's not to say he sucks. That's not to say it's uh, Garrett Cole's uh, a waste of money or anything like that. You could just kind of tell he's still trying to figure things out this season. Uh, yeah, I guess. But <clears throat> you look at the pitches that were thrown that were that were that were hit out of the ballpark. It's not like they were terrible pitches. It's not like he didn't execute. He just got so, beat to the he got beat to the spot, really. He I mean, threw a fastball down the middle to Acuña. I'm not saying that was a miss. That's what he was trying to do. He yeah. didn't want to walk him to lead off the game. Right. But Acuña's a good hitter, and if you have it doesn't matter if you have a 98 mile or a fastball if it's down the middle, he's going to hit it a mile. Yeah, so that was a um Acuña Acuña is just a, a a damn good hitter. A, a Cole acknowledged it at the end that you know, there was it was it was basically mano y mano at that point, and Acuna won, and he tipped his cap. It, it, was yeah. it a bad pitch? I don't think it was a bad pitch. I think it was just it was it was executed in the way that he wanted, maybe leaking over the the heart of the plate a little little much. But you know, I mean, how many times does he throw that pitch? Like it, it gets blown by a guy, or he or he beats him to the spot, and he gets a two hundred and eighty foot pop up. Right, like like that's the reason Garrett Cole can feel confident challenging a guy in that situation is because he knows the majority of the time his fastball is going to be better than the other guy's best swing and he's going to get a lazy fly ball. So it's he'll take his chances with that instead of a walk. I have no problem with that. And I'm not, I, I, I can't, can't get married at Garrett Cole. If there's one thing yeah. after yesterday, it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on Garrett Cole for his start, even though it wasn't great with everything else that happened yesterday. The, the other thing that the other thing that I mean he struck out nine guys as well. The other the other thing that happens with Cole is he minimizes damage. He goes after guys when there's no runners on base. And the one that hurt him, and he acknowledged this in the postgame, was the Dansby, Dansby Swanson home run. That was a two-run shot. It was a you know, obviously a, a a pivotal point in the game because now you're lumping on two runs, whereas the uh, Okuna and Osuna shots were both solo. 
you look at it, Dansby Swanson's, it's a slider away, not a terrible pitch, but Swanson went with it and put it over the right field wall. And from from what I've seen on what Swanson has done, just from listening to some of their um, broadcasts as well, was that that's where he's been he's been going to right field with this home run. So his his power this year, I think he's got what I think that was his fourth home run in the year. His his power was opposite field. So he's he's taking that approach against guys, either sitting on these off speed pitches and just like peppering down the line, or you know keeping that bat in the zone where he's a little late on a fastball. But it seems like he's jumping on some of these some of these off speed pitches. Yeah, the the thing that's that's tough is that you've you kind of feel like you got to win every Garrett Cole start at this point. That's the problem, es- yeah. Especially with all the games that they have coming up and all of the question marks as far as pitchers go because Paxton's on the IL. Tanaka right now is their their second best starter, but he's even had his issues. He pitched great last night. We're going to talk about the decision to pull him. But Tanaka's been up and down this year, and then you've got question marks. So when you have a Garrett Cole start, you feel like you have to win. Absolutely. The when when that guy's on the mound, you know, one he just doesn't lose. Hasn't yeah, his twenty it, his twenty game a, a his twenty plus. game streak is is over. You know what? Good. I'm sick of hearing about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, because half of it wasn't even on our team, so you know, most of yeah. it wasn't even on our team. So who gives a shit? Yeah. The um, that's the problem. The problem now is that the Yankees have literally zero people to trust in that rotation, except for one guy. And when that one guy gets knocked around a little bit, sets a tone for a day, you got problems. You got problems. There's no one else to go down there. And and who, to, to, who's starting this weekend? They have five games in three days. Who is starting? Have, Literally, who? It's wh- who's coming in after the the people who throw two innings. That's the bigger <laughs> it, question. It, I'm not being sarcastic. They have Jordan Montgomery. Fine. They have J Hap. J Hap out who, to get stretched out, baby. Let's go. Who, Here we go. Who they Win don't even two. want to start because of his contract situation. And then who? So that's the situation that they're in. They don't have an off day in forever. And you just lost to Garrett Cole start. So that's why it's frustrating. Michael King's going to be a starter. Yep. He's going to he's gonna take the ball in the first inning. Okay. Two I more re- games. I refuse to call them openers at this point. Because now okay, they're all got, just, they're just pitching. They're just you pitchers. Got two, you got two more games to go this weekend. Yeah, they're you, gonna. They're we gonna, have. We know three of the starters. Who are the other two? So I'm sure they're gonna play the 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 uh, Scranton shuttle a little bit and bring up someone who stretched out. So so who's on the forty? They have four seven inning games and one nine inning game. Who do you want to start the nine inning game? J Hap. Really? Not Montgomery or Montgomery? Yeah, either one of them is fine. Uh, the, well, who, those are the best two options of getting through more than five innings. That's yeah. all I'm looking at. I'm looking at who who could get stretched out. Who's who's got the potential of getting through five plus innings? And I'd say both of those guys. So Cole pitched Wednesday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He's not going to come back on Sunday. Like they're not going to do it. I don't want them to do it. Like it's not worth it. It's it's just, it's really not worth it for people who are who are talking about. I saw a couple of tweets saying, "Oh, can Garrett Cole come back in the second game on Sunday against the Mets?" What's the upside there? That would be four days rest. That's on the fifth day. No, that's on the fourth day. That's on the fourth. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no, why would, there's no reason for that. No they're reason. Try, for they're it. trying to keep guys healthy for the playoffs. 
Yeah, let's let's roll out the only positive in the pitching uh, staff right now on, on short rest. Well, it's just the injury the, ri- the injury risk is just way not worth it. Just have him pitch on Monday. It's not even the injury um, risk as much for me as it's just keeping him in. I mean, not that he's had a routine either because they've been so well. He's made an insane amount of starts. He has kept his routine. Yeah, I guess he has. You're right. But the, if they if they have postponements, they just go back to Garrett Cole to keep him on his five days, does, which he's which yeah every game. <laughs> 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 but when you don't want to, you don't want to get him throwing or getting into a routine or any kind of a regimen that's bucking that in a, in a way that's in, uh, that's moving it up. Moving mm-hmm. it back is one thing. Moving it up is a very different thing. So, no, so I don't want them. Is this that. the week we finally see Deve Garcia and or Clark Schmidt? Well, Garcia is on the forty, so yep, high, much higher chance there um, than Clark Schmidt because of that. So unless they make a move, which I hope they do, they should. They really should. They need to. They need to to do it based on what's happening this year, based on you know even trying to go for it. Look, I, I think if they don't make this Clark Schmidt move and they just keep postponing and, and delaying and delaying and delaying, I, I mean everybody knows right now what it's about. They're just they're they're putting their cards on the table and showing their hand. Yeah, this is about service time. This is not about winning ball games. 2020 does not matter. Well, we saw the Braves call up Anderson, who was their top pitching prospect, saying we don't care about service time, even though our rotation is in shambles, just like the Yankees, and we're going to throw the kid out there. And they were rewarded with with a six-inning performance of just the one hit. Yeah, I mean, it was a no-hitter without a Luke Voigt home run. It was He was he was making them look dumb. The changeup made them look dumb on multiple occasions. And I'm not saying that's what Clark Schmidt's going to do, but... Don't you want to see Clark Schmidt? Yeah, I just want to watch him pitch. I want to. I want. Yeah. I want the Yankees to put their best possible players out on the field so that we can watch the best possible guys play baseball on my team. That's is that too much to ask for? I don't think it's a lot. It's not a lot to ask for. Put the best guys if but in your organization the on the field to play. If if Cole Tanaka Paxton Montgomery and then someone in the fifth spot were all going well. I get it. What like why why rush Clark Schmidt if you've got four or five starters going well? But that's not what they have. So so why are you dinking around? Why do we care about service time anymore about with with any of these players? Seriously. I okay. Do you do you does it ever do you, Are you asking me or are you just saying In general, like, just in general. I'm just talking. Cuz it's money. It's money. No, okay? I know it's and money. You even said it. 2020 does not matter as much, so we're going to start this guy's service time clock for a season we don't even really give a shit about. Let me get to my point. Did Severino uh did it did it affect uh would it would it have affected Severino? No, because they they bought out the last what two years last year of his arbitration. It's, um, yeah. My point is is that when you're getting that nitpicky about the service time and you're talking about arbitration in you know the the later years of arbitration, what are we doing? What are we doing? You got to get to that point. You got to get to that point for that to happen. What show me show me you. where the Yankees have have actually taken advantage of a pitcher that's been so good in their organization. They've been so good. This guy's just been the dominant, dominant guy that they that they want to control for however long. And then service time became, you know, such an integral part of them being able to keep this guy for an extra year on the field, productive, helping the Yankees try to win a title. Tell me when that happened. Well, you know what happened with Whitey Ford back in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. When arbitration was not a thing. The, 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 we're, we're talking about, like, what's going to happen in five years, four years, and 
It's such a moot point. Who cares? Just play the guy. Let's see what we have. You're the Yankees. You can buy yes. him out. You can figure it out then. This isn't this isn't the the uh, Miami Marlins or this isn't the Kansas City Royals no. who are trying to scratch and claw for every penny and if they have one good prospect they have to keep him for This is the New York freaking Yankees. It doesn't make any sense when you look at the economic landscape of what this team and this organization is in. You're you're trying to fight <laughs> you're trying to fight for pennies essentially when you're have the potential for a guy that can help you win a championship which would, in the end would bring way more income in than a guy's you know extra year of of control that might be like a third starter you may have answered your your own question though if this was a normal season even in a shitty and even in a well, weird hold on, hold on. corona year it's still a, a higher value but there but but is it because yes. they're not selling game tickets, they're not they're not doing all that. So instead of having ten possible starts of Clark Schmidt in August and September, where you sell maybe forty five thousand tickets on a Tuesday night, because nobody's, Clark nobody's Schmidt's coming to, to watch Clark Schmidt at Yankee Stadium. Nobody extra is coming to watch what Clark if, Schmidt. What if he has? What if what if he starts to turn into one of the best pitchers on the team? They're paying their money to go see Garrett Cole, not Clark Schmidt. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, so I I think this is the week. I mean, I know the trade deadline's on Monday, but you got five games in the next three days. This is the week. This is the weekend maybe to finally call up some of those young kids because you just need bodies. You need warm, warm, warm bodies. I can't say that. You need wombats. You need wombats. <laughs> you need some wombats. You need some warm bodies. You need some arms who are not named. So, so here's the thing. Like that's the, that's the other that's the other scenario. The trade deadline, the looming trade deadline that's that's on our ass so fast. Yep, we got some rumors. Is, we got some rumors. Yeah, rumors are, are flying. I mean, convenient rumors about Cleveland, which are not going to happen probably. But the how many times do we have to talk about Cleveland's starting pitchers for us to understand that they're, it's not happening? How many times are we going to talk about Cleveland possibly taking back Clint Frazier? Because why would that happen? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> just like, Everyone's always like, oh, yeah, we could trade him Clint Frazier. I'm like, yeah, didn't, don't you remember where we got Clint Frazier from? So he's more mature now, though. He's a different player. The thing is, is that now we're, we're, we have this trade of line where I, you know, we talked about this last week. I don't think... I mean, I got freaking planes. I got... I can't think. I cannot think this morning. There's too much stuff happening outside. Let's pause there for ads. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply not making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason, Worsland TheraBody exists to provide you with best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. A lot of CBD products claim to be organic but still contain up to 30% filler and a lot of these fillers are actually very toxic or potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they even get to you. Every single product is USDA certified organic grown in the United States and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available absolutely anywhere. You can use the warming lotion in your morning routine or cooling lotion or massage oil to recover bottom, uh, the body balm for targeted relief and sleep tincture to drift off into a deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. 
If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of the purchase. This is not something Theragun is likely to ever do again. So buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back to the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Seriously, guys, this is an awesome deal. As Scott and I have said, if you use this, you can get it on any device, your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your TV, Fire Stick, whatever you got. You can get 15 different TVs going. You can watch every game on Sunday afternoon. We're all going to be inside anyway because there's a freaking pandemic going on. And you're not going to be able to go to a bar in October or November when it's cold outside and watch football. So you're going to have to do it at home. So visit NFLSundayTicket.tv. Use promo code BLUEWIRE. 15% off, baby. So with the trade with the trade deadline completely looming over our heads right now, and and you know there's no obvious there's no obvious thing to happen. What what I what I can see happening that's going to really frustrate people is them not calling up Clark Schmidt, keeping him in the minor yeah. leagues as they flex their right to do so and and stack that service time. They are going to go out and get the Mike Leaks of the world. They're going to go out and get the. You know, whomever. Well, n- some rumors. Name, name your fifth starter uh, guy who has jumped to, you know, played for nine teams. Insert name here who can okay. potentially get five innings. Let me insert names. Taiwan Walker. That's one. That's one rumor. And Kevin Cause, Gosman. Because Taiwan Walker doesn't have injury history. Kevin Gosman uh, is also. So both reported by our friend Andy Martino. Uh, actually, no, Andy Martino reported that the Yankees were talking to the the Indians. I mean, Mike Clevenger, I don't think that's happening. I, I know he had the issues when he tried to go out during COVID and the team sent him back down and then to the alternate site. He's one of their young, good pitchers in the organization. Not getting rid of him. Right. So I, I just don't see a scenario in which the, the Indians trade Mike Clevenger. Gosman or Taiwan Walker, yeah, those are trade candidates because they're on one-year deals. So those teams who are not in it, the Mariners and the Giants, could absolutely trade him. Taiwan Walker does not impress me. He has a four ERA and a four point three expected ERA in in five games so far this year. Gosman, on the other hand, has been okay. Oh God, and I don't want to deal with him. I, we've seen him enough in the AL. I know we've he seen was, him. He was I a, know he's another one of these lauded, you know, Orioles potential starting pitchers that come to an organization that has some hype and never, ever lives up to it. He's he's just not been good. Well, I know that, but his stat cast numbers are actually pretty good this year. He's in the top percentiles in K percentage, with percentage, fastball velocity, and has got pretty good fastball spin this year. So maybe he figured out something in the offseason, and maybe he could be a depth piece in the rotation who's not going to cost you anything. So here's... Is he not going to cost expect- you anything, or is, he, or is someone going to try to take advantage of the fact that he's giving those numbers like you just explained as well? And he's, oh, he's turned a corner. Now it's going to cost something that's you know, entirely too much. He signed a one-year deal with the Giants. How, how, they don't have any leverage with Kevin Gosman. They, they, they're going to get like a like a mid-level prospect like for that. And and if you're telling me he can provide you some depth in the rotation for for a mid-level number nineteen prospect in the organization, fine. 
Yeah, Maybe he can be the no next risk, Lance Lynn. No Maybe deal. Kevin Gosman could be the next Lance Lynn. What about that? <laughs> Anything's possible. Anything's possible. But what will happen is the Yankees will not be able to take advantage of it because uh, he will go to some other team and pitch well, just like Lance Lynn did. Did not. I mean, he wasn't bad for the Yankees. I kind of liked him just because he's a hoss. Give me a good feeling. Give me a good feeling when I saw that guy, you know, hold the ball. And now he's just, uh, you know, turned into what with a dominant year last year with the Texas Rangers. And yeah, Gosman, he's a big dude. Is he a Texas guy? Feels like a Texas guy. Like a sure. Why tech, not? You know, uh, a guy who works on a farm in the offseason. Um, one year deal. We're just playing with house money. Yeah, if it's a low level prospect like that that has really no chance to do anything with the Yankees organization, why not? It's a depth piece, so I'm fine with that. Doesn't excite me, but I'm fine with that. I'd rather see Clark <laughs> Schmidt. But. I I would rather see Clark Schmidt as well. But why do they have to be mutually exclusive? Why can't you acquire Kevin Gosman for be, some depth? Because and also be, call up Clark Schmidt because you're going to need both. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. You don't have any off days the rest of the season. Oh, you you're don't have to break it both. to me. You don't have to break it to me. I'm very under aware of the situation. The problem is, is that they're doing it for non-baseball reasons. That's why. So, okay. well, so before, let's see. Reason. Let's see. Because if they don't call up Clark Schmidt and or Debbie Garcia in the next 10 days, then I agree with you. It's 100% for service time reasons. But now is the time to also, do it. Also not on the 40. The also not on the 40. So there is a, there okay. is a so, roster so implication. Take off somebody. I'm take just off saying. Somebody. There's a roster implication as well. Um, Tanaka. All right, let's talk about this. What a, what a stud. What a, what a 66-pitch stud. <laughs> Tanaka pitched five brilliant innings last night. Took a one nothing lead into the sixth inning for the Yankees on 66 pitches. In a seven-inning game. In a seven-inning game. So six outs to go in the game. Aaron Boone said, I'm going to go to Chad Green for three outs and Araldis Chapman for three outs to protect my one nothing lead because we desperately need a win right now. I, I'm sorry, I can't second guess that. It's a tough second guess for me, honestly, as well. Itest says you want the guy to be pushed into another another um, inning because he was very, very good. Looked like he was cruising. I'm good with that. One run game with Tanaka's history of third time through the the order. The numbers, I mean, that's you don't even need to be a nerd to understand. And the amount numbers. of solo home runs he gives up, the amount of home runs he gives up, it's too risky. Let's let's let's. That's all great. Like that to me is enough. For to go with a guy like Chad Green, who I know hadn't pitched in a while, what ten days? Ten days. Yeah, that's a problem. That is a that's problem. A problem, and that that's that's something to to think about. But but then again, like you have extended rest for every single one of your relievers as well, and you know Tanaka, longer rest. Maybe that's a good thing for him. But here's the kicker: Tanaka said he was tired. Tanaka said he was fatiguing. So where where is the where's the dispute here? Where's the argument? How can anybody say anything about Boone when his pitcher? is literally telling him that he's starting to empty the tank. He's starting to fatigue at 66 pitches. How many starts <laughs> has he made this year? Four? That was his fifth start. That was his fifth one start. Of, one of them was two and a third, two Fine. and two thirds. But we're ramping up and we're in the fifth start and we're and we're getting tired at 66 pitches. That's well, a problem. Yeah, it is. So after the game, Boone said that he wanted Tanaka to get up into the 80s pitch count because they're trying to ramp him back up. But Tanaka said the tank is starting to empty. I actually saw people saying that Tanaka was coached to say this. So we would stop bashing Boone. And listen, I love a good conspiracy theory. You know me. I'm here maybe for the trans Maybe the theory. translator's in on it and he actually didn't say it. We need someone to actually <laughs> really translate what he said in Japanese. Does anyone know Japanese yes. that listens to this podcast and can go back and listen to the Zoom? 
We, so yeah. I love a good conspiracy theory. Uh, and if it's going to bash Boone, like, yeah, I'm here for it. But I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, I can't go this far. I can't go this far to say the Yankees coached Tanaka. Someone was like, oh, Tanaka's such a team player. He would go along with it. Are you out of your goddamn mind, people? Like he went to Chad Green to protect a one nothing lead. That's not a stupid decision. He didn't go to Jonathan Holder. He didn't go to Luis Avalon. He went to Chad Green. Like, yeah, it's, everyone needs to calm down. It's it's not. It, I mean, put it in the eighth inning. If it's the eighth inning, are you fine with that? Because that's that's essentially what the scenario is when you look at how many outs are left. Yeah, it's not. Look, it's not crazy. Even if he said he was. Even if he said didn't say that he wasn't fatigued. I would, I would certainly, you know, put a magnifying glass on that more at that point because I'm looking at a guy that's that's going well. But I do know his history. His history, he gives up home runs. He does struggle mightily when the third time through a, a lineup, when, when guys are seeing him for a third time, the numbers are not good on him. And again, not nerd tests. This is strictly, you could go base, back of the baseball card and look at, look at those numbers and know that he is not as good or effective uh, that third time through. Did you really want Tanaka to face Acuna and Swanson and um, Freeman again? Because, I mean, that's who hit the home run off Chad Green, so it didn't work out. The end result didn't work out. But I didn't want Tanaka to go through those top three guys again with a one nothing. It's lead. really hard to fault that decision, honestly. Like, I, I know it's so easy to say that, yeah, he was cruising, he was cruising. But imagine they left him in and he gave up that home run. He, Boone would get eviscerated. Imagine he left him in after the pitcher said, the tank is empty. The tank is empty, and then he and then he gave up a home run. Yeah. Oh yeah. He didn't say the tank is empty. Starting starting to get emptying. Empty. Starting to empty. Yeah. Which, if, which if, is okay, enough. If a pitcher says anything, we've heard managers say this before. If a pitcher says anything, then I'm still 100 percent good to go. You have to pull him for sure. Yeah. If he if he if he acknowledges that he's fatiguing in any in any capacity, you go to the people that are not fatigued, that are high end relief pitchers that you have put in situations like this. Time and time and time and time again. So yes, thousand percent. I don't fault Boone for this at one bit. No. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page there because I think people are just getting frustrated because the Yankees have been a frustrating team to root for the past two weeks with all the injuries and the way that they've lost some games. So I think Yankees Twitter was just fighting. I also itself. think that I also think that nobody had at that point, you know, immediate from from that point when Chad Green let up that home run up until the end of the game when they lost, you know, and then give or take whatever that buffer time is before they actually get a microphone in Tanaka's face or into his uh, interpreter's face. The uh, the time between those, there were the, the information of him being tired was not available. As soon as Tanaka opens his mouth and says that, yes, I was tired, I was, I was tiring, it's done. Like, you can't say anything against that. If you are a fan and you are still arguing for Boone to keep him in the game, even after Tanaka has acknowledged that he said that to Boone, I don't know what you're doing here. You're just looking to get mad and angry and scream at people for exactly. no reason. That's what I'm thinking. But that's the key. Yeah, people are, but that's people a, are mad. But that's a key piece of information. It is. Uh, so I agreed with pulling him even before I knew that information. But once I found out that information, it's not even a question in my mind. That's the thing. It's, it's a. It's it's not a question. I thought you could. I could argue both sides of it if I didn't hear that. But. That, that just takes it away. So, But there is an issue that Tanaka's tired after 66 pitches. That's an issue. That's, that's, to me, the biggest issue is why is he tired after 66 pitches? I could throw 66 pitches right now and not be tired. <laughs> Come on, what are we doing? And, and he even said, not every game is created equal. Not every pitch is created equal. They're high-stress pitches, so fine. But it's 66 pitches. 
So now we're talking about because the game was tight, it was a one nothing game. High he leverage, had, Scott. We had, learned about yeah. the leverage index last week. High leverage last episode. High leverage, high leverage in the third inning, high leverage in the second inning, high leverage in the first inning. Zero zero. You can't give up anything. Going how through the top, do you of the have, top of the order. It's crazy. I don't know that's, how, that's a dumb statement when you're talking about sixty six pitches. That's a it's a, a crazy statement. I just don't know how this team is going to make it the rest of the year with Garrett Cole as the number one, and then their number two starter who gets tired after 66 pitches. Because guess what? Next time, 66 pitches might come in the third inning, not the fifth inning. Yeah, right. No, look, you can't. That's not sustainable for for, for the guy that's that now needs to be the number two pitcher on your team. That's not sustainable. That's their number two pitcher. He's not. I know they wanted to work him up, work him up to 85 pitches because they need to get him the the length in the games. How are you going to get him there? Well, that's the that's the thing. They're trying to get him there because the, he's he's not physically being, you know, responding to those those pitches. Yeah, clearly, it's still not happening. So they need to. I don't should know. He, should, should, if, if he gets pulled after sixty six pitches next start, should they just have him go to the bullpen and throw twenty more pitches? Probably. Yeah. Just just easy pitches down the middle, just to just to loo- get the action, loosen in. up the arm, get, keep getting the action in. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's probably the way to do it. Maybe they did it. Yet. Hopefully, they did it today, uh, yesterday too. They need to strike. He needs to get strengthened in that arm. Can you imagine? You. Does he have a dead arm? Can you imagine how people would have reacted is if they pulled Tanaka after sixty six pitches and then Green gives up the home run and then the camera pans to the bullpen and it's Tanaka firing fastballs in the bullpen to the bullpen catcher. That would have been good. That would have been great. Great theater right there. At least he did it in the tunnel. So, so yeah, just a bad... It didn't work out. It's just one of these situations that didn't work out. Like, maybe let's focus on some other things that Boone has been doing wrong. Like, why didn't you use Chad Green for 10 days? Well, because they didn't play baseball for five. Okay, but why didn't you use Chad Green in the in the Tampa series? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like, it's it's really hard to, to, to get on a guy for not using a guy in 10 days when five of those days they didn't play baseball. Do you, do you, <laughs> I'm, know, what? you know what I'm saying? It's like... What are, so we, what are we doing I, here? So someone said, someone tweeted me, can you imagine what the reaction would have been if they left Tanaka in? And I, I quote tweeted it with, what an idiot Aaron Boone is for leaving Tanaka in with arrested Chad Green in the bullpen ready to go. Because that's that's what the reaction would have been. There's a reaction either way. That's, there's a, that's a no. Unless you get through those last six outs, there's a no-win situation. All right. We have some mailbags, but you ready for a little eye test versus nerd test? Yeah. I Although I will say that Tanaka... That that was a an eye test slash nerd test, or very well could have been because the eye test, Third, yeah, the eye test for a lot of people were saying go go go, but don't 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 forget also that eye test takes into consideration what you've seen before, what you what you have seen. My eyes are not new. They've this is not the first time I've laid my eyes on Tanaka. My eyes have seen what he has done in the past too. So that is also a red. It's like a, you know, it's like a smart computer. Every the more you run the program, the smarter the computer gets. Well, my eyes are telling me that I've seen something before and giving me deja vu and flashbacks. So I understand that part of it as well. Yep. So what do your eyes tell you about the the type of baseball that's been played so far this year? Like the on, on-field product, not specifically to the Yankees, but just MLB wide. It's too general of a question. Can you be more specific as far as what you're looking for for me to answer? Uh, yeah, specifically about the trends we've talked about as far as length of games and then the three true outcomes. I mean, yeah. This is the length of games have been 
about normal. Like, I don't feel like it's uh, drastically one way or the other. Although last okay, night was fast. Maybe this will this will help. So let me read these stats and then let me then you can react to them. Nine inning baseball games are taking three hours and seven minutes on average, a record long. What's the so, what's the previous? What was it last yeah, year? I don't have that. Yeah, but three oh seven is around rec- three hours. Three oh seven is a record long for an average baseball game. Thirty six percent of plate appearances are either home run, walk, or strikeout. That's a record high. Batters are striking out 23.2% of plate appearances. That's a record high. Teams are using 4.6 pitchers per game. That's a record high. Overall batting average is 242. In the past century, only 1967 and 1968, the height of of the uh the pitcher, the pitcher dominated era. They had to lower the mound in reaction to this. That was the last time it was that low. For the first time ever, Starters are averaging less than five innings per outing. These are all stats from Jared Diamond in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, no, I saw the article and I saw tweets about it. And this is something that we've been talking about for a few years now, really. Just like kind of ringing the bell a little bit about the way that the game is trending. And it's trending this way because it's also being taught this way. It's now an issue that that um, that is coming up. As these kids are being taught how to play baseball, they're specializing at a much younger age. They are being taught to swing up, not swing up necessarily, but launch angle. They're trying. They're trying to get the ball out of the out of the ballpark, like intentionally. That it's it's being it's being taught. Uh, They're not they're not trying to make as much contact. So they're they're being taught to play uh, to baseball. The approach is is different than it has been in the past. So it's going to continue to trend like this for a little while. Even if there are things that are are done f- on the major league level to c- combat this, like, i.e. opening up the strike zone a little bit more, actually making the strike zone true, you know, making it uh, something that's, you know, guys have to swing a little bit more. That That's going to be, there's going to be a lot of strikeouts when that happens too. It's just, and you're going to see that, you know, that, that slowly um, turn. But, but the thing is, these guys are good at baseball and good at hand-eye coordination. So, I, I assume that that the approach on a major league baseball player can be can be changed faster, you know, on that level than than most than most cases. And then hopefully something uh, kids are getting taught to do things the right way. Look, it's it's not as it's not a good pro it's not as good of a product. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, it's, we've it's been certainly this drum not for a, a long time. Like it's, I feel like I'm 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 beating a dead horse at this point talking about the the product of baseball though, with the with the amount of strikeouts and the amount of home runs. The home run is not sexy anymore. The the strikeouts are certainly not sexy, and the fact that there's no long innings because of extended, um, you know, runners on base, base hits, like doubles in the gap, there's just they're less frequently, and to me that makes the the game itself overall less exciting. Well, yeah, and people say, well, what, what does it matter? A three hour and seven ball game, but it's not just a three hour and seven ball game. It's a three hour and seven ball game with less action than ever. Right. The 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 pitching problem, the pitching changes also are going to this because again you're you're getting more and more and more pitchers that are specialized and so dominant and it's so funny because they tried to combat that with the three batter minimum but it's just it's gone the other way because instead of there's still I mean obviously you have to follow the rule but it's just more frequent pitching changes after the three batters here's and what, here's what the but here's what the um the three batter rule doesn't really take into consideration like these guys are so good now at doing their job in a yeah. in a vacuum a very small window where 
you know, and, and that's just a trend that's that's grown and grown as as over the last ten years as baseball. You know, when uh, uh, what's his name, Mike Myers came, like he was like the left-handed the the loogie that was like floating around baseball for a while. That you know he would come in to pitch against um, Mike Myers for the the guy from Halloween. Not, it's not Mike Myers, the the uh, the lefty reliever who would throw a sidearm. Oh yeah, the, for the Red Sox. Yes. But he would also he pitched for the Yankees for a minute too. He pitched for I think every single team in baseball. It was Myers. But what it was, was his Myers. first name? Was, was it, it Mike? Matt Myers? Anyway, no, it doesn't Mar- matter. The, Mar- uh, it was yeah yeah. yeah. You, you you see guys like that who were coming in and being these lefty specialists that that kind of started this trend, and now it's just become now. It's not even just lefty specialists, but these guys have have such dominant stuff right now, and they've they've they're just better. I don't know. What, they're, they're executing pitches at a high level right now. And it's just, it's become harder for batters to, um, to, to combat that. And I think that's part of this, this leverage stat and why it's so skewed because there's so many guys in high leverage situations now that you can throw in. It's not just a, a, a closer. It's not just a, even a setup guy and a closer anymore. It's like four or five guys in every bullpen that are just filthy. So that's really difficult to do. Uh, as a as a batter, and when you have that at your disposal, you're going to continue to make those pitching changes, and that's going to lengthen the game and make it more freaking boring. And get you're going to continue to go to Chad Green in in the <laughs> with six outs to go in the game in a one nothing. At some point, it's not just it's not just like the nerd stats that are telling you to do some of this. Like you have talent in those bullpens, and you have it's, some of these are COVID related. Because some they're trying to prevent in, sure. trying to prevent injuries with the starters, and you have more roster spots, yes. which means more relief pitchers, right? But but again, a lot of them are effective relief pitchers. You're not losing much, sure, because sure. there's just that much more talent, I think, in the bullpens in today's game. Yeah. So, um, I, I I agree with you 100 percent that it's 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 not even necessarily like the popularity of the sport. It's more of just like it's not an entertaining product, in my opinion. And that's not to say that other people don't find it entertaining because ratings are up this year. So maybe the vast majority of people find this brand of baseball entertaining. I just don't. No, and I, I, I think everybody knows that you don't. <laughs> the, uh, you know, someone was talking. Maybe about, we have some new listeners. But I, th- I think someone was also talking about the fact that the, um, the, the ratings are up highest, highest they've ever been, and yeah. you know, there's a lot of different correlations with that because of the environment, because of what's happening in the world. People aren't able to obviously go to the games, like stack on forty thousand people there, just right there, who would be at a game that are now watching on television. So it makes sense that, 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 that they're higher right now. I would love to see what it would look like in a, in a normal world, if that ever happens again. Well, um, some people are saying because NBA ratings have been down, but NBA ratings started at a higher spot than baseball ratings. Yeah, I guess that's because true. I think, don't you think MLB ratings are more similar to that of say golf and NHL on um, a normal year? It's hard to say that because there's so many more games. Anyway, golf and, and NHL it ratings is Mike have Myers, been up. By the way, Stop, shame on you for making me tr- tr- trying to make me feel stupid. Golf and N- NHL you, ratings have been up, <laughs> and NBA ratings have been down. MLB ratings have been up. So, all right, let's uh, get to some mailbags. First one from A five two five Jason. He submitted a couple mailbags before. He says something to talk about on tomorrow's show. The Jays are quietly three games behind the Yankees with 10 games to play in September. They are hot while the Yankees are banged up. Not to be sensational, but the idea the Yankees are locked in a playoff spot could be in trouble. You mocked the Yankees' September schedule, but they do play the Blue Jays 10 times. I don't know why they 
have all their games stacked against the Blue Jays in September, but they're three games behind the Yankees in the loss column. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's panning out to be not as not as uh, <laughs> not as easy as one. I mean, it's still that's the only if that's the team that's the only team besides but guess the, what the, first the Yankees could still make the playoffs even if the Jays the Yankees, the Yankees could sleep through September and still make the playoffs <laughs> because of what MLB did before the season they ruined September for everybody you know yeah, except so. unless you're unless you're the Toronto Blue Jays or you know a, a team that's like clawing for a 19th spot in the playoffs <laughs> so uh i just i included that because i found because you mentioned last last episode the uh the easy schedule in september it is still easy but but some of those teams are better than maybe we thought well i mean i think it's it's interesting to talk about the the blue jays though because they do have a lot of young talent they have some young pitching that has come up that they don't uh, when i talked to arden's welling he was talking about the blue jays not making the move and not you know putting their best competitive roster on the field similar to what we're kind of shouting about with Clark Schmidt, but Toronto did not do that. They brought up their pitcher um, and they're, they're throwing their guys out there. They have some injuries, but they have a lot of young talent. So it doesn't totally surprise me that a team like that is able to, to kind of capture lightning in a bottle on a season as weird as it is this, uh, this year. And the Yankees have lost five in a row. So the reason why they're three back in the last column is because the Yankees have been struggling mightily. Problem is when is that going to end? When's that going to end? When's the Yankees' struggles going to end? Yeah, when they, they have when no they get some right competent now. starting pitching. Well, that's that's okay. See you in twenty one. <laughs> uh, Dan asks, with J. A. Hap being so bad, do you think a shit for shit trade of Stephen Matz for Hap would be good? Look, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> J. Hap is our sec is, is was a, put out a dominant performance in his last outing. Uh, maybe he can back it up and shut everybody up. Looking for so Matt has for one more year. It's been like 19 days for him. Stephen Matt says one more one more year of arbitration, so that's never going to happen. But I wanted to mention this question because we got to talk about J Hap once again. I don't even think he can possibly get seven games if even if he won the rest of his starts. Like I don't think he's going to be out there for no. He's not, which is why your prediction was was stupid to begin with. No, it was not. Now now they're I didn't. Sorry, I didn't expect the Yankees to stifle the man. So, so he said to reporters, he thinks it's, quote, fairly clear why he hasn't had a regular starting schedule. He said reporters are smart and they can figure it out. So my question to you is, has he not had a regular starting schedule because they don't want his option to vest? Or could it possibly also be because he has a 6.39 ERA? Nah. That's not the it's not the six ERA. That's that's like industry standard today. We're talking about Taiwan Walker with a four ERA being like a Cy Young candidate. This is this is um this is clearly clearly about two things. Yes, they don't want it to vest. No, because if anybody if anybody here thinks that's actually not a thing, you're you're crazy. But why don't and, they want it to vest? And he's a bad pitcher. Thank you. If besides, he was a good pitcher, they besides, wouldn't care if it vests. Besides his last start, which he was a good pitcher. So, I think the Yankees are fearful that if he throws another good start in there, now they got now J Hap's got some ammunition to go out there and throw some more innings, and and you know like God forbid win some games for the Yankees, um, and then that that option being vest I mean nobody really even has complete clarity on what why or how or who or when that thing vests at this point you know I don't know what are we basing it off of innings, outs in a game. 
games number of fastballs number thrown of fastballs that, don't, that don't get hit 500 feet <laughs> so so if he had a 3.39 era or even a 4.39 era do you think they'd be skipping his starts what happens if he goes out there and throws five shutout innings this weekend what and his era dips down into the high fours um great maybe they'll win that game because they need a win yeah they do they need a win i just want to i just want people to to get out there and and give the yankees opportunities to win this game i don't care about all this bullshit like if the yankees have to pay the guy and then you know if jhab cruises if jhab cruises through five innings and they have a one nothing lead do you think aaron boone will leave him in or go to chad green they'll leave him in to fail (laughs) especially if he tells him if he says he's tired definitely leaving him in if he says so, he's, if he says he's good to go, they'll probably pull him. You know. So here's the thing about Jay Happ. Of course, they don't want his option to vest, but the reason they don't want his option to vest is because he has not been a good pitcher. So I think I understand his frustration. I don't expect him to be happy about that. But don't you think he also needs to have some self awareness and be like, I'm, I've not been good for two years, so I well, can't. I mean, really he was talk. good on the second. He was he was one of the Yankees' best pitchers the entire second half of last year. So that's actually not true. But overall, he has not been good. Overall, overall, look at everybody else on this team. Nobody's been good. Not one. He was actually so saying, very good for half of a year. At least he gave us that. So maybe he's looking around and saying, "Hey, I could do what James Paxton was doing. I could do what Tanaka is doing. I could do what Michael King is doing." Yeah, that, he might not be wrong about that. He's not wrong about that. You look at him in a in the the grand scheme of things, not that bad. <laughs> That's sad. That's so sad. It is sad, but that's, I mean, look, he's going out there and he's throwing the ball. When (laughs) that's all that's, that's all that qualifies. That's that's literally the 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 most basic of definition of a starting pitcher. Go out there, throw the baseball. The last time he threw a ball to an opposing team, it went well. What, well, he's going to get a start. It's it's really difficult for me to look like beyond the, what have you done for me lately? And what are you going to do for me now? In this season, it really for me, it's very difficult to look past that. He's going to get a start against the Mets. We'll see how it goes. We will see how it goes. We will see how it goes. Maybe, right. maybe uh, win number two on the road to seven if he can even throw seven more times. Well, is, can you? Are you looking at the schedule right I, now? I here, let me let me look. I got it right here. Count the number of days. How many? Uh, how many days? Uh, how many games left? They have thirty-six games left, right? That's what I said earlier. 36 divided by 5 is 7.2. So if he starts the next Yankees game and pitches every five games from there on out, he could get to seven more starts. I mean, that's assuming... But that's not se- that's not five days, so I think you would have to pitch on short rest. <laughs> and also, he would have to get through uh, five innings of a seven-inning seven game, which is a problem. What if... That's a problem for me. Like I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think they're going to let if- him do that. What if he pitches seven innings of the first doubleheader and then they just leave him out there for the second game? Ooh, you're telling me that we could pull a Tanaka, pitch two games, a Japanese Tanaka, one day. pitch two games one day to well, win, to wins one Tanaka's day. Tanaka's always been Japanese. No, I know, but like playing in Japan is what I meant. <laughs> but uh, two wins in one day. Now, now, now I'm on pace. Now I'm on pace. Do you think Jay Happ would tell Aaron Boone his tank is emptying after 66 pitches? No, and it might be in his best interest to tell him that so that he keeps him in the game. 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable last couple weeks of Yankees baseball. That's going to do it for this episode. I mean, did we Scott, expect anything else for this year? I, I feel like... We expected the starting rotation to be way better than it's been. No, I mean, I mean just on. just like the, the 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 craziness of this of this year. We did expect injuries. We talked about yes. that. We were both on the same page with that. Dr. Ahmad was on point with his article. Uh, and I think that we were both agreeing with him in that prediction, like that there were going to be ramped up injuries this year. So the fact that all this craziness has happened in a short year, in a, in a weird year like this, to me is not, um, it's not Did not you unexpected. see on the broadcast yesterday, Meredith gave, I don't remember if it was game one or game two, she gave an injury update. She said Paxton could start throwing in the next seven to 10 days. So, I, so they're in a very weird situation with him, right? Like they're going to test it. Because if if he can do something and not have any discomfort, then yeah, then I why mean, not? don't you have to? Don't yeah, you have? That's to? exactly it. So they're in they're in like a very they're in almost like that Severino zone where they're they they gotta test it to see what's happening before you can decide if you're gonna go one way or the other with surgery. So but what happens you if he, have to push it? What happens if they put him back out there in ten days and he's still topping out at ninety one miles an hour? Spin rate, baby. No, but but my question is like, well. Is he not throwing hard because he's not built up properly, or is he not throwing hard because he's injured? Well, both. Because because the 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 problem with him now is is you got two separate areas of concern. You got the lower half, which is not is not um, in shape, and then you got the upper half that is not healthy. That's hurt. That's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the power in the lower half that's not that's not in shape and not you know generating the power that he normally would generate to be effective and then the upper the upper tank which is you know the the uh, the actual limb that throws the ball is not healthy so that that's a recipe for a problem in my eyes oh my god this starting rotation is such a disaster <laughs> it's so bad not a good not a good scenario when the lower half is no good and the upper half is no good <laughs> lower body not not uh, not or upper half not healthy lower body not built up is is not going to be a good starting pitcher. Well, what's Tanaka's issue? I, yeah, not I think built up. I think I think those those uh, those two game Japanese days are coming back to 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 haunt the man, Finally and he's getting tired after sixty six pitches. I mean, how long can he actually go? He's you know his arm and his body is way older than he yeah, actually. The is, reality right? is he's a five inning pitcher, even when he's built up. So we're talking about resigning a guy that that has been pitching like two hundred plus pitches since he was. 17 years old in in those leagues like his arm is 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 older than he than the he yankees, actually is the yankees would be fools to re-sign either tanaka or paxton fools absolutely fools with how injury prone this rotation is you lock yourself into another injury prone person you for can't long you term? can't do it it's a young man's game you gotta go young you try you have to you try something different you gotta have to try something different you cannot you can't roll back with Paxton and Tanaka, certainly, but not even one of them. I'm sorry. You just can't. And I, also, I don't want to stop worrying about service time and play your young guys who have the ability to throw at high levels right now. Take advantage of it because clearly these windows are not big. They're not. Take advantage of it while you have it. Quit wasting bullets so, in them in some stupid simulation game. It doesn't count. I don't care about that. I want... Clark Schmidt to be throwing pitches. Who's even playing in the simulation games at the alternate site? Because everyone's called up because everyone's injured. It doesn't even matter. 
stop wasting pitches. Okay. Got anything else to say? That's it, man. Just give me some. Give me the product I want. Give me the if it's available. Give me the product that I want. The New York goddamn Yankees. Call the guy up. All right. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Don't forget to submit your mailbag questions. BronxPinstripes.com slash podcast. Or you can tweet us. There's going to be five baseball games to talk about, maybe, the next time we we, uh, get on the mic. So hopefully some good things happen. We'll talk to you then. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show... We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Did someone say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is finally pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of Return to Sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day and all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.